Hi, this is Mimi. And this is Lee. And this is Getting Rich After Divorce. We're two divorced women who decided the best way to get rich was to embrace our entrepreneurial spirits and build our own business. To us, rich means the money in your bank account, but also the quality of your life, your experiences, and your personal well-being. You're here to overcome doubt, fear, burnout, and finally get unstuck to build a business you love and makes you rich. You also want to learn how to do all of this while navigating the challenges divorced women face. If that's you, stick with us. You're in the right place. Okay. Hi, this is Mimi. And this is Lee. And you're listening to Getting Rich After Divorce. And today, um, on this episode of Getting Rich After Divorce, we're going to be talking to my friend, Sikwant Shimkevi. And she's going to help us understand the Colby Cognitive Style Assessment Test and the results. Um, so if you don't know what it is, you're going to be learning and you're going to be learning about how it can help you in your business. So um, I don't know, Sequant, would you like to just briefly introduce yourself? And sure. Say whatever sure. you First, uh, thank you, Lee and Mimi, for having me here. I'm so happy to be here. Um, I am Sikwan Shimkevi. I'm a master life coach. Um, I have a business. I run my own business called Rumline Life Coaching, and I'm also a Colby consultant. I love everything Colby, and so I'm happy to, to be here and just talk years off about it today. I have a little bit of a frog in my throat, so excuse me if I have to stop and get some water every once in a while. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so... I'll just go ahead and just tell you a little bit about a Colby. So um, taking the Colby A index, and most people are introduced to Colby by taking the, the index, um, helps you to, to identify your natural instincts, basically how you get things done. And so we wanna learn how we get things done so we can learn how to leverage these, you know, this information in ways that we can make life-changing decisions um, or, or just any life-changing, uh, make, make a difference in our, in our own personal world. And these changes have, you know, have helped me to reduce stress, increase my productivity, and just basically enhance my fulfillment in my work and in my personal relationships. Ooh. That's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, I mean, those are benefits anybody yeah. would want, right? And I just want to clarify. So the Colby Index, it's a quiz that you can take online and we will have the link to it below. And then to get your results, it's a really nominal fee, I think, for the amount of information that's provided. Yeah, and it doesn't take a super long time to go through it because Mimi was new to it and took it. Um, how, yeah, it seemed like it was 20, 30 minutes, you know, so it's not like a big time suck or anything. And like she said, uh, the investment of time and money is, it seems worth it, especially when you get someone like Sequant explaining it to you and how to use it. So, um, so did you want, 
we yeah, interrupted you. Do you want to say more about? <laughs> yeah, it's 36 yeah. questions. And just like Mimi said, um, not in a quiz, like you get anything wrong or right. Yeah. It's yeah. Really, they're asking you um, questions like, would you, how would you do something? Would you do it this way or this way? Uh, you're most likely to do something this way or least likely to do something this way. So they're trying to assess uh, your instinct, your natural ability. So it and you're right, Lee. It takes about twenty to thirty minutes, um, and and the information you can glean about yourself is amazing. So when somebody goes at this quiz, <clears throat> they should not be going at it like there's a perfect score type that I want to achieve, and so I'm going to guess what the right answer is. You really want to think about what your natural tendency is when you're. Yeah, that's yeah. right, Lee. I really. Yeah, so when you go in, and I always tell um, clients is when you're taking the assessment, before you answer, before you read each question, ask yourself this, if free to be myself, right? Mm -hmm. Not thinking about how your spouse wants you to do it or your coworker or whoever's voice is in your head trying to influence you. Like if you're just being you, free to be yourself, how do I really want to do it? How and do I want to do it? I love that. Just, uh, you know, putting yourself in that space. I advise my clients to sit down and get themselves into that space and then go ahead and take the assessment. Nice. Nice. That's really good advice. Yeah. Um, so there are four, when you get your results there, it's, it's in four numbers. And um, would you explain a little bit about these four numbers and the types that they indicate? So sure. people understand if they take it and they get the results, what is that? What is that? Right, it's a very colorful report. Um, so Kathy Colby, who is uh, the designer of the Colby A index and all the other indexes in this, in her, uh, portfolio, uh, has re her research reveals that there are four primary instincts that all of us humans have. The first instinct is the instinct to probe, that is to research and gather information. And uh, she calls this fact finder, right? So if you, if you, when you receive your, um, your index, your report after you take the assessment, it's the first red color. So that is the index, that is the um, instinct to probe. The second instinct that all of us humans have is the instinct to organize, to design and uh, organize our world. Um, and she calls this follow through. <clears throat> the third, that's the blue column that mm -hmm. you'll see. The third instinct that we all have is the instinct to improvise. And that is how we um, deal with risk and uncertainty. She calls that quick start and that's the green column. And then the fourth one is our instinct to construct using our hands and how we handle space and tangibles. And this is called implementer and that's the gold or yellow. Uh, column. So all of us, every single one of us has a little bit or a lot of some of these strengths. 
right? And so each, do you want me to go on a little bit more about how she divides them up? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, let's go ahead and dig into the division of the types and yeah, say more. <laughs> yeah, so, so we all have these strengths. These are universal strengths to all humans. So each column, so I'll, I'll just use fact finders as an example, if it's on a continuum and she uses one through 10. Now there's no difference in, there's no one is not less than 10. It's just, it's just how, how we can make sense of the difference um, in this particular column. It so, may be helpful just as a reference point to explain to people to know that I'm a three. So okay. it sounds like a low number, right? Yes. And Mimi's a seven. seven. So on that first column for implementer, is that what it's called? Fact finder. finder, sorry. Um, I'm a three and Mimi's a seven. So you could probably- uh, That's yeah. perfect because I'm a six. Oh, good, okay. Yeah. So she divides them into three zones. So the first zone is one to three. So that's where what your instinct to gather information is like, you're like, ah, you know, I don't need a lot of information. Okay. You're the kind of person that likes to simplify. You have a lot of information. You're like, okay, just give me the important parts. Okay. What's the gist of the story? What's the gist of this research module? Um, so that's one to three. And uh, three, to six, and I'm a six, um, it are, you know what, I'm gonna skip. I'm gonna go to seven to 10 first because that's the other side of the spectrum. The people who love to gather information and dive deep into the details. Okay, you're raising your hand, Mimi. Yes, or Mimi, sure. Mimi over there. <laughs> it resonates with you, right? It resonates with you. Yes. So. That's on the other end of the spectrum, not better or worse than, than the people who like to simplify. You kind of need both, right? And I'm right in the middle, I'm a six. So people in the six, um, which is people who are in the middle zone, uh, that, that action mode is called, it's called a zone of operation, excuse me, um, is explained. So I'm the bridge between Mimi and Lee, right? Lee's like, okay, she Mimi did all this research. How do I? And I'll explain it to you. Okay, this is what she means. I think this is what she means. So we're the bridges. We accommodate. Um, we explain. We review. We edit. So that's kind of. Um, and each of of the action modes, the fact finder the follow through, the quick start, and the implementer all have the three zones, right? The seven to 10 is where you initiate, meaning that is your to-go action mode. For Mimi, it's your to-go action mode. When you start doing a project or any particular task, you will go do that first. That's so true. <laughs> Yeah, it's very true. So if we go to the next column, and again, I think it's helpful to hear our scores so people can kind of see the range. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm yet again a three. And what Mimi, what are you? I'm a five and a five. Three and a five. Yeah, you're in different, different zones. So follow through is our instinct to um, organize, 
you know, design and organize our space. Um, I uh, So this is great. We, we really do this well. Mimi, you are in the one to, uh, Lee, you are in the one to three zone. You're a three. So um, you like to create shortcuts, right? Absolutely, so, yeah. Um, create shortcuts, revise, you're flexible. Um, you can do many things at one time, mm -hmm. right? Multitasking. Um, you can loosen up a rigid process. And I'm going to go to me next, which is, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> yes, take some water if you need it. <clears throat> well, I'll drink too. Mm -hmm. Seven to 10. <clears throat> so this is my to-go action mode, which is um, I like to create plans and more plans and a backup plan. And I'm <laughs> meticulous with the planning. So people can depend on me to start something, do all the planning and finish it. Yeah. One thing about systematizers is they are good at closure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And the uh, a comment, uh, people in the middle, Mimi, you're a five. So you maintain, so you don't, you can package things together. You can take the best of my plans and you can kind of uh, rig it to make it more efficient because I might be stuck in the weeds somewhere. Um, again, people in the middle are really good at communicating with, with the extremes, I mean, not, I don't want to say extremes, but the people who are really engrossed in creating plans and the people who are creating the shortcuts. And you kind of need both when you're, especially on complex systems, you need mm -hmm. both energies. So this is another example of why it's not good to say that the lower number is um, less than, because it really is important, especially on teams to have different kinds of energy and different abilities. Yeah, I mean, just by way of example, in my corporate job that I'm no longer there, but um, in my corporate job, that's exactly how I behaved in meetings. When there was a complex issue, I'm like, let's just get to the root of it. You know, <laughs> let's just simplify this. Let's get to the root of it. You know, let's not get too involved. And so sometimes that's, it's good as a balancing agent, but I also was so appreciative um, of the people who thought it through more carefully because that was always enlightening to me, you know, just the way they would think it through. I was always, I respected it, you know, because that's not something I always do. Yeah. So Mimi, how do you resonate with that or I mean, absolutely. I, I can see that I'm neither one of those people, right? Like I like a plan, but I like to get a plan and then get into action on it, you know, but it's interesting because I was like the, in the fact finder, you know, I did like gather all the information and gather all the information, but it, then it sounds like when it comes down to like putting that into action and how we're going to do it, I was like, okay, yeah, I've got a plan and here it is. And I want to stick with it. Like, since that's like maintaining, is it? Is yeah. It, yeah. So once you've done all oh, yeah, this research yeah. and, you know, you're, I mean, you're trying to find shortcuts. I'm like, let's just get this plan put together that we can 
function with and it works and keep moving and let's use it and move forward. That is literally what she will say in a business meeting. Like, let's just do a plan and stick with it, Lee. <laughs> stick with it, Lee. <laughs> because, you know, we do have different styles there because I like to go and be creative and think of all the different things. Yeah. So it, you know, you see it in our meetings. It's funny. Yeah. It's like, so, yeah. And, and people who initiate. So seven to z- 10 zone is called the initiating zone. Mm-hmm. As, as I mentioned earlier, is where we tend to begin the process of whatever we're doing. So, yeah. yeah. Can I just ask a quick question? Are we only going to have one of these four characteristics where we're in the seven to 10 zone? I mean, it depends. There are people who have three. It's rare. And there are people who have, I mean, it's rare. I have never seen anyone who initiates in all four. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that would be a very, very difficult person to work with. Yeah. Very yeah. difficult person to work with. They would not be a team player. Yeah. You would not want to have someone like that on your team. Let mm-hmm. them work independently Yeah, and help you out that way. Mm-hmm. I could say that would be a very stagnating place, right? Like, Yeah, I've never seen that. I'm sure maybe some others, other people have seen. I've seen a mm-hmm. Two, a lot of people who initiated two. That's yeah. common. That is common. Because Lee and I both just had one that was up in that zone. Yeah. I didn't know. That's a good question. Yeah. Because yeah. of the ways I have also one, and I initiated one. And most people who initiated one, um, yeah, it, unless all of their other numbers, um, yeah, we you know what we can talk about patterns later. Okay, okay. let's let's talk. <laughs> yeah, let's go to the next one. And I think is the next one quick start. quick start. Then I'm a nine. Just sitting. all right, nine. Yeah, I'm a five again. I'm right there in the middle. Mm-hmm. And I'm a six. So Mimi and I are in the same zone here. <clears throat> so quick starts are that's the instinct to um, how we deal with risk and uncertainty. And uh, the people uh, one to three are the stabilizers. They're the ones who like to maintain the status quo, uh, you know, not rock the boat. How can we keep things safe? Um, how can we protect uh, what we already have? Um, and Lee is an innovator. So that is called innovate, um, coming up with lots of ideas brainstorming, experimenting, starting something before it's finished and just putting it out there, um, uh, ad-libbing, making presentations, doing this, uh, just all sorts of ideas. Uh, And people in the middle, like um, you and I, Mimi, we modify. So we kind of let the innovators come up with their ideas and we'll go with it. We're not the person that's going to say, stop, I don't like it. It's not safe. What if this happens? We're like, yeah, yeah, we could do this. So we'll follow. We're good support for them. We're good to give feedback. Uh, We won't necessarily squash their ideas, but we will maybe help them to slow down a little bit to think about some, you know, what ifs, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, that's definitely how we operate because I'm always running like eight steps ahead and Mimi's like, well, let's just think about this. <laughs> let's just think about this. What are the steps? And so that that definitely shakes out in our, the way we work together. One of the steps and also like uh, establishing deadlines for because <clears throat> innovators can kind of like sit, go off and and keep going and you need to help them with deadlines. Mm -hmm. Something that they can say, okay, I need to stop with the ideas and, and just keep, move forward. Yeah. To yeah. I, and I think a lot of too, like in this space of like risk and uncertainty, you know, mm -hmm. I've always want to weigh it. Like, okay, I'm willing to take that risk, but what's the outcome that we want? Like, what's going to be the benefit of this risk instead of just rushing out to take it like I'm game to give it a try but I want to make sure that we're measuring it and that it's going to add value and we're not just doing it because it's a great idea you know so I can see like how that I can see that so clearly yeah definitely so I hope it's helpful to listeners to hear how we're um, giving you our scores and talking about the reality you know how it sits in our actual business and in our business meetings the way we operate together because yeah. it's so far Sequan is just so on the nose absolutely yeah yeah I, and that's what I, I love about Kobe because people can see themselves in it almost pretty much immediately yeah yeah and I think these things that you thought maybe were um, a weakness you can see how when they play with everything else it's like oh this is I can relate you know own this has a strength instead of like it just is who I am it's you know it really isn't like oh this is why am I that way or why am I this way it's like this is why I'm behaving this right. way like this is my style of action exactly and it's almost comforting it's comforting it is yeah. <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> and and that's how if that's how you should feel and I don't want to use it should that's yeah. feel like like it's freeing yeah able yeah. to be yourself yeah mm -hmm. yeah so the last one is implementor mm -hmm. and so it's what you were talking about the number like I'm a three in that so like my first thing was like oh I failed that like you know like that was my first instinct that's why it's so great to have you here and talking about you know one to ten is just to set the range like in in our mind of how we typically rate things on a score of one to 10, you know, we assume that the low number means something not as good, you know, like typically like, do you like it or do you don't like it? You know, it's like, yeah, we tend to not like a one, but it's like, nope. Okay. Three is just how I am as an implementer. Right. And I'm a, so, so you're a three and implementer, I'm uh -huh. four. And, so and I'm a two. Okay. <laughs> We're, we're, you know, we're close by. We're all right here. Implementer is how we, our instinct to construct, to actually use our hands and build things. So us, uh, Mimi, you and I are um, in, envisioners. We are good at coming up with ideas and seeing it and putting an idea together, um, mapping it out. Um, and then the people who are initiating implementers will build it. They will actually go out and build it. Mm -hmm. um, people like Mimi, who's right in the middle, accommodating, um, they're good at restoring things. So I 
don't like to bring IKEA home, IKEA furniture home, and I'm a, I can do it. So, going to back up a little bit. We are capable of doing every single thing, all all these twelve different modes. Mm-hmm. It's just that when we are working outside of our mo we can experience frustration and fatigue and irritability and less productivity right increased stress when we're working outside our zone so me trying to put an ikea whatever together is yeah i can do it but i'm gonna hate it the whole way through i'm just not gonna it'll take me three times as long you know my husband who is an initiating implementer meaning this is his this is his this is his thing he'll just look at something build it no instructions and figure it out he just loves being there yeah so that's so funny like me to put something like that together you know I have laid out all of the plans (laughs) where it says I should have six of something I've got them all neatly lined up because it's mentally very challenging. Like in my mind, I always want to think I can do it. Yeah. But when it comes to it, like I have to plan it out and go. So it does, it takes me forever. It's interesting because I can see if using the IKEA furniture idea. <laughs> I really see where this, because this one kind of confused me, but with that, that's such a good example because I will halfway lay it out. Cause I'm like, I kind of see where we're going here. I see it and I have confidence I can do it, but I'm in that middle bridge territory where I mean, sometimes I think, well, maybe it was better if I'd plan it out a little more carefully, or sometimes I can't just kind of pull it all together being a little more, and I don't know, what does the middle mean for that? Like how would someone it's behave in the middle? It's somebody who's able to restore, like you're not, you're not averse to getting your hands dirty and mm-hmm. dirty, but building something or working with tools. Um, you'll test things. You'll, yeah, uh, testing, you'll take yeah. our ideas, Mimi's and I, our ideas, and you'll be like, okay, let me try and put something together. Mm-hmm. Um, or we might be like, yeah, go for it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you're not full into doing the whole thing, but you'll test it out. That makes sense. That's That really resonates. Um, that's a great way to teach that one, I think. So I just have a quick question. Are there times in your life when you might score differently? I think it's specifically in the ones that are that quick start in dealing with risk. You know, our the women that we're speaking to are divorced women. And so, you know, as you come out of a divorce, everything feels super scary. So would you might, if you were before, you initiated as a high quick start. If you're at a place in your life where everything feels sort of rocky, would you change that? Or you're still going to be, you know, a a high initiator? Like, does it change when the situation in your life changes? Um, Okay, so there's there's two parts to the answer to this question. Um, One is that the statistics have shown that in over 90% of the cases uh, there where, where people have taken their Colby's after 12, 20 years, well, I'm sorry, 90% of their numbers have not changed. So this is a natural instinct. 
um, and it's with you pretty much your whole life. Now that you can get something which is called a transition result, and I can talk about that a little later. But I want to get back to the second part of this: is that one of the things that Kathy Colby talks about is the three parts of the mind, and it's in the report that you received. <clears throat> There's a cognitive part of the mind that is. Uh, the, our skill, um, our intelligence, like what do we know, right? The things that we learn, our education, our intelligence. Um, these things are measured by assessment tests. These are things that can change because we can go to school and learn more, or we can get a stroke and forget everything, right? They're like, it can change. Um, and those are things that you can and cannot do. This, the second part of the mind is the affective part of the mind. And the affective part of the mind deals with personality, motivation, behavior, beliefs, and values. So when you take like a, a Myers-Briggs or a DISC assessment or a Sparkotype or an Enneagram, those are all personality. What do I want? What do I like? Right? Um, and these, the cognitive and affective areas are can change with circumstances in your life. The cognitive is more, uh, the cognitive is more predictive. It's not so affected by the circumstances in your life. So, and all three parts of the mind work together. So when I'm doing a coach, uh, Colby consultation, it always includes coaching, always includes coaching because I'm trying to find out is the area of frustration that you're experiencing right now, is it really cognitive or is it affective? Is this something in your life that's been affected by circumstance and affecting what you like to do or how you are? Yeah. So, and then if, it's, if it is, then you coach on that, right? Yeah. If it's not really, then you can look more deeply into the Colby and see how you can maybe change the way you do a few things um, to give your give more room to being more of yourself bringing more of your mo into your life does yeah, that so it's like this insert certain certain situations what you're trying to do is lean into what colby has said is natural for you as opposed to fighting it to help you maneuver through that situation when you're going through a tough time in your life, like a divorce or anything, it will suppress your natural instinct because you're, you're experiencing all these affective issues. Maybe you're a little depressed or you're experiencing grief, right? And so um, what will happen is you might take a Colby index, Kobe A index assessment and get something called the transition result. And instead of getting a number, you'll get an X. It means you were contradicting yourself too many. You said you yeah. wanted to gather information and then you also said you don't care about information. Mm. So that means you're, you're dealing with a lot of internal stuff or, you're, or there's a lot of external pressure on you to behave, to be somebody you're not. Yeah, yeah, that's really clear. I can see. Wow, um, that's so interesting. Thank you for explaining the parts of the brain too and 
um, how they're not all the same and how this test, it really works with one. And what did you call the um, part of the brain that the Colby test works with? Conative. Conative. So it yeah. is, okay. It's the doing, it's the action. Mm -hmm. How we take action. So one of our questions was on a team, or maybe it could be from um, like the provider of a service or the giver of a product, the seller of a product to the customer or on a team, like a working team, is it better to be more similar in nature or better to be opposite or what, maybe it's not either or. <laughs> yeah, um, <clears throat> that's a good question. So it what is the goal of the team? Like, mm -hmm. what is the goal? Like, are you, are you trying to produce something to appeal to a general audience? Are you trying to improve on what you're already working on? Is this an engineering thing? Generally for executive teams, you wanna have hybrids um, where there is, uh, there are as many of the strengths available, right? Mm -hmm. if, you're, if there are too many people who are initiating fact finders like Mimi, and I have worked on an executive team exactly like that, there's inertia. Yes, I have worked on those teams, yeah. <laughs> Cognitive cloning. And yeah. you, it's just, the, and you have to make hard recommendations like you need more people with different strengths here, right? And and then that's that's kind of tough. Yeah. Um, and um, so you want to have a balance. So ideally, if you're working on a team, you you kind of want to have from the one to three, like twenty five percent representation from the one to three zone. 50% representation from the four to six, and then another 25 from the seven to 10. Ah, they want too many initiators because they're just gonna be, I'm going this way, I'm going that way, I'm going this way. So mm -hmm. um, having more of the people in the middle actually makes for stronger teams. Ah, so, really cool. Yeah. Yeah, this is just a off question. And looking at all of the Colby results that you've seen, is it, do women do score in certain areas? Like is, do you, do you see um, based on gender anything or does it? That is an excellent question. And that is one of the reasons why I love Colby so much is because it is an unbiased assessment. Yeah. There's nothing in the questions that will make you, uh, that is biased against gender, age, or race. Yeah. Because if you had asked me, the one that was the um, implementer handling space and constructing, I would think, oh, would more men score higher in that? But now that you make that comment, when I look back on the questions, it didn't say to you like to use a hammer or a drill, you know? Yeah, you know, I have a couple of, uh, actually more than a couple, of, a few women who um, 
are initiating implementers. And by the way, there is a cultural bias that we expect men yeah. to, to be able to handle tools. And yeah. the men have been taught to handle tools. I wonder if I took um, uh, Colby of like half the military, whether they would actually be able to, yeah. they're, they're probably not all implementers. They're yeah. trained. Like anybody can be trained to do something. Doesn't mean that we're happy doing. Yes, I, I totally get it. Yeah, that's such a, and this is where um, I think this test can be so helpful in honoring wherever you are. Like whatever you are is what you are and it's good. And you just learn how to lean into it and feel okay about where you are because I definitely know men who they're like, I'm just not very good at fixing things. And you can tell they feel like I should be. You know, I should be that initiator <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And um, as a woman, I know in team settings where I've been around a lot of men, the fact that I'm such a, a nine, um, what's the name of the green column? Fixer. Yeah, that, that is, an, I sometimes, well, not sometimes, often have felt like I have to tone that down, mm -hmm. that I have to be careful with that one. And I have to... Um, and so, you know, parts of my brain, not all my brain will say, you shouldn't be that way. You know, you're too much, you're too this. And, you know, now it's, it's liberating to know, like, this is just the way I am. And you do have to be diplomatic on teams if you're all, you know, if you're kind of leaning far to one side of one. Um, there is such a thing as diplomacy, but not to feel bad about where you are or not to judge someone else who's totally the opposite. Yeah, that's why it's so good for team members to do the Colby because then you can sit down and have a session just on Colby and talk about what you like to do. So one of the things that I recommend to clients is start to, well, learn how to speak your MO using terms like, I need to do a lot of research before I can talk to you about this thing. I need at least two hours. Let people know how you work. Or I perform best when. Or um, I'll be I'll be most successful if you don't interrupt me. So for me, as an initiating follow through, I really don't do well with interruptions, and I never realized understood that until I did Colby, and I was like, that's why, because people. <laughs> come in, interrupt me, and it takes me a long time to return back to focus. Whereas my husband will, he can be distracted and come right back to a really highly focused project. Um, yeah. Learning how to explain your strengths to people and what you need. Use this as a tool to, to help you uh, speak your own truth to others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Um, so Quan, this has just been amazing. Do you yeah, have it's any really fascinating? We could just we could just keep asking questions. Do you have anything else? I, I think that that's um I mean I could sit here and ask questions yeah, forever, right. but I we appreciate your time and we wanna we might need a part two at some point. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we may need a part two. Um, but tell people again where they can find you and um maybe work with you if they take this and want to understand it better. 
Yeah, so you can, my uh, website is rumline-lifecoaching.com. Rumline is spelled H-R-H-U-M-B-L-I-N-E-lifecoaching.com. Um, just uh, click on there, shoot me an email. My email is also on my website, um, Sukwant. That's a little harder to spell, S-U-H-W-A-N-T at rumline lifecoaching.com and just give me an email let me know if you want um me to uh help you understand your colby mo a little more and happy to happy to be there for you and yeah if- we'll put your info in the comments and description so they can you know just click over on a link um but just in case that's problematic you've got her um telling you how to reach her and um, we'll have also any downloads from us, you know, you could always find in uh, the description area below or in the comments and let us know, um, give us feedback. Was this helpful? Tell us, you know, any questions if, if you want Sequant to come back uh, for a part two, what would we ask her? Um, so let us know what you want. I would love to hear uh, your impressions and your feedback. So thank you, everybody. And thank you, Sukhwant. This was just wonderful. Yeah, thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. As much as we did. Just loved it. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to Getting Rich After Divorce. We're so happy you were here. We truly value each and every one of you. Yes, um, we, we sure do. And be sure to subscribe to us wherever you're catching us, whether it's on, you know, through a podcast platform or on YouTube. Uh, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating if you feel like you deserve that. Um, and, and join our community so you get updates and, and stick with us.